Hello and welcome back to the Power Switch, gaming's call and talk radio show. My name is Peter Spacia, and today is February 24th, 2019. This is the 56th episode of the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We use Discord as a means to add and drop callers to talk about video games and switch the power that is found in a typical gaming podcast. You can join our server to participate during recordings at rhymeswithasia.com call. On today's episode, Google's GDC keynote in March and rumors of Xbox Game Pass on Switch in our headline roundup. Our main topic is Reggie fils best moments as president of Nintendo of America as he will retire in April. And then we will get to your calls if you're tuning in live on Discord. So I hope you've been having a good week playing games. I happen to beat Katamari Damashi Reroll, uh, The Walking Dead, the final season, episode three. That was really good in particular. And I uh, beat Life is Strange 2, episode one. Though I guess there are rumors about episode two on PS4, possibly messing with saves. So I'm going to wait to see if those kind of sort itself out. But I really want to get to episode two. I uh, really, really enjoyed all those games. Just kind of... Did a different, uh, you know, check the boxes on a Saturday in there. That was, that was really busy and really good time. Uh, we got a bomb cyclone going on right now, which is a term I've never heard of regarding weather in the state of Michigan. Uh, but it means really high winds, like up to 60 mile an hour winds and people losing power. So we're going to knock on wood, keep fingers crossed that... We can keep this going and recording here for you today, but there is lots to get to in the video game industry. So before we call in and have you uh, chime in about what you'd like to talk about uh, regarding the game industry's biggest news, uh, let's go through our headline roundup. Before we get into rumor and speculation, let's talk about something that's actually going to be happening in about a month, and that is Google's GDC keynote. Now, usually Google likes to have a presentation at places like the Game Developers Conference, but they're mostly about, you know, updating mobile game uh, development kits, especially for Android phones. This one's a little bit bigger, though. On March 19th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, uh, Google is you know, gathering media around the world for a keynote that promises all will be revealed. And, you know, what could that possibly mean? Well, those that have kind of kept their ears to the ground in the game industry have wondered, as we eventually transition into the next generation of hardware, what are big tech giants like Apple, like Amazon, like Google going to do as games are starting to move towards streaming, using the cloud, having all the work be done on you know servers that are off-site, but then sending the video signal to players on any screen. And it seems like this is what Google's going to do. Don't be surprised though, if they go towards more of a, a box solution to this. So not like a console per se, but some sort of Google hardware like they've been willing to do and you know, make all sorts of things, you know, microphones may or may not be included, right? But uh, you know, Google would probably want to have some sort of hardware that is relatively cheap. I mean, it could be as cheap as $99, could be as expensive as $149 and say, hey, you're going to pay for it because it's Google. But essentially to handle their Project Stream technology and Project Stream, of course, being the code name. But this was the technology that was going out in beta over the last few months to people for them to try Assassin's Creed Odyssey on any computer, on any Chrome browser, essentially. Uh, but March 19th, at GDC for 2019, uh, seems like Google's ready to make a big splash 
again, don't be surprised if it's some sort of tech box solution that houses their streaming technology that they can also push to other screens, other, other devices, but they're looking to make a splash. And if you're looking at certain tweets from insiders that were posted and then deleted, it may suggest that there are certain game announcements lined up, certain third-party partnerships lined up. So Google's looking to make a big splash and try to become a player in the games industry. It sure looks that way, uh, but we'll see in March. Microsoft, though, has been a player, of course, for quite a long time, ever since the early 2000s. And it looks like their strategy is going to be a little different going forward in the next generation. After being just stomped on by PlayStation 4 this generation, Microsoft is looking to bolster their game services and not necessarily just their game hardware. And nowhere is this more evident than at the beginning of this month when Microsoft was saying that they're planning to roll out Xbox Live development tools to developers for them to use on Switch, on iOS, on Android, on really any platform. And it really made sense at the time because Xbox is trying to become more of a ubiquitous service platform than just we're Xbox, we only do the big gaming boxes. Well, now rumors were intensifying this week about how Xbox Game Pass and Project xCloud are looking to follow suit. And again, this was something that, if you're an enthusiast, you could easily have connected the dots, you know, back in early February when they were talking about Xbox Live on Switch. Well, why not the subscription service of Game Pass? Why not the streaming technology that Microsoft is trying to de develop with its Azure servers with Project xCloud? Uh, again, still to be confirmed, but it's something they've talked about. Uh, rumors this week popping up started with direct feed games who have kind of had you know success in the past with Nintendo rumors. Uh, Je Video, which is a French website, have been kind of picking up the rumors as well with their own sources. Talking about that Microsoft and Nintendo are in talks to bring the Game Pass subscription, as well as the xCloud streaming service to Nintendo Switch and other places, of course, uh, but also with the possibility of games like Ori and the Blind Forest and Cuphead coming directly to Switch. Now, if true, this is a historic game partnership, uh, especially as we move towards that next hardware generation. I mean, that's just a really big deal overall. Uh, of course, for Microsoft, this opens them up to a whole pool of potential new subscribers to Game Pass and, and to their streaming technology as they're looking to try to get those games, those services on every screen possible. For Switch, it's you know a positive step because that means you just get more games on Switch and especially games that are very power intensive that Nintendo Switch can't necessarily run natively. Uh, if you think about it, though, Phil Spencer's really doing the right thing here for Microsoft because if you compare this strategy to what Microsoft was trying to do at the beginning of the Xbox One generation, where they were trying to be the only box that handled everything in your entertainment center, in your living room, connecting that one screen. And now they're saying, we want to bring all sorts of games to any possible screen, mobile, TV, even our rival handheld platform. Uh, it's really going to be fascinating to see how this pans out. And because yeah, it's definitely the big rumor talk of the industry this week, nothing proven. But when you have big events like E3 coming up, when you have uh, just the rest of the year, possibly as all of these different streaming technologies start possibly being in play, it could be even as soon as Google's uh, device and technology 
going to be very interesting to see. Couple takeaways here. First of all, how does Sony respond? Uh, is complete backwards compatibility all the way back to the original PlayStation, is that really the solution? We're seeing different patents pop up here and there, especially with Mark Cerny's name attached to them, and he certainly works wonders with the PlayStation hardware. Uh, but is that how they respond and use PlayStation Now and somehow bolster that cloud streaming service? Uh, is that how they kind of counter a, a possible team up with Microsoft and Nintendo in this way? Also, as a fan of Super Smash Brothers, you got a question. What does this mean for Super Smash Brothers DLC? Are we going to get a Microsoft connected character? Chances certainly seem high, especially if talks like this continue. And then you may, if you follow all the Super Smash Brothers rumor speculation, this may seem like old hat to you, so I apologize. But uh, really the talk for Microsoft characters boils down to, do they look for the audience reach and the possible draw there of Steve from Minecraft? Or do they go towards the fan anticipation, the fan hype, as well as the Nintendo historical connection of Banjo-Kazooie? I think those are the two biggest possible points there, uh, so something to keep an eye on for sure. Microsoft is not going to abandon hardware though. Think about it, game streaming at this point in time in its infancy is going to aim for 1080p resolution and 60 frames per second as its ultimate goal. Like that's going to be the key. And because game streaming still kind of has to be tested out in this early time in the market, Microsoft is still going to need hardware to fall back on for at least this upcoming generation. Now we've known reports for a long time that said the codename Scarlet is connected to these plans, that it would represent a dual SKU hardware solution where you have two devices, one of them being a lower power, lower cost sort of box to get people into the Xbox ecosystem, especially with the xCloud streaming services. And then you have the higher priced, higher powered box for enthusiasts, for the, the hardcore gamers, so to speak, who want the 4K, HDR, you know, best performance possible, a PC-like sort of box, and a kind of experience that Xbox One X has been setting up the last couple years. Well, now insiders are saying that this lower box is codenamed Lockhart, and the higher box is codenamed Anaconda. And particularly noted Microsoft insider Brad Sams over at Throt.com is saying that these systems won't launch until fall 2020. However, they will be detailed starting at E3 2019. So that's certainly interesting when we start you know, bringing this show back and the different E3 yes or no questions that could you know, possibly be built around that, right? Furthermore, though, he said that Halo Infinite is being targeted as a launch title and that the game, quote, is trying to make the story adapt to decisions the user makes. And it may have more RPG elements than prior versions of the series. So again, Microsoft trying to make big waves and possible rumored talks with Nintendo uh, on the streaming front, but they still need the box at the end of the day to kind of fall back on. They'll make most of their money, honestly, from subscriptions. And that's why it's a big deal that Game Pass is such a big deal, the software side of things. Hardware, you could take a loss if you really wanted to, but they still need that to fall back on as the streaming tech is still very much in its infancy. That wasn't the last, though, 
of possible Microsoft Nintendo rumors there, as uh, Game Informer's senior editor Imran Khan made an appearance on Kind of Funny Games Daily recently, and he said, quote, there's a game that's thought to be dead that Nintendo's reviving, and it's not one that people would expect. It was very much a title that was dead and buried, very officially canceled. So some people are using the Microsoft partnership rumors to think that this could possibly be Scalebound. You know, that game that was canceled at the beginning of 2017, right when we started this show way back in the day. It was, you know, with the, the Dragon Combat, it was Platinum Games, all that stuff. Uh, interesting to think that might be the case, though there are certain aspects like the game's power and scale, as well as the current IP rights that really call that into question. Uh, this is more just to throw it out there as a placeholder if something like that does happen in the future that we really do see a, a long thought buried game brought back to Nintendo Switch. Uh, you know, just to kind of point this part out in sort of the history of time, I guess, as it were. Let's get to talking more about Nintendo, though. Couple big, big rumors going around in sort of that sort of sphere. Uh, could you believe that Pokemon Generation 8? might have an announcement happening this week. There is a Twitter user of Muguus, M-U-G-U-W-U-S, that posted tweets from February 11th to 13th about really what ended up being the Nintendo Direct details on February 13th. Uh, first of all, on January 24th, he said, next month. But then in a string of tweets, uh, throughout a couple days before the Direct, he said, Yoshi, Final Fantasy, Fire Emblem, Damon X Machina, Bloodstained, Mortal Kombat, Box Boy, 2D Zelda, Mario Maker, Dragon Quest, Star Fox, Platinum Games, Assassin's Creed, and Five Minutes on Three Houses. You know, that certainly does sound like a really good summation of what that Direct was kind of all about, right? So it's worth noting that on February 20th, he said, Pokemon soon. Well, that's, that's certainly interesting. Other Twitter users like at Actual Arrow points out that other leakers of Generation 7 details are starting to post that they're hearing that Pokemon news may happen soon. As he says in this tweet, quote, The legendary Chinese Riddler, who's hinted and gotten multiple things correct for both Pokemon Sun and Moon, as well as Ultra Sun and Moon, is saying he's seen the Pokemon Gen 8 trailer, and that's coming next week, and brought him to tears. Is it finally time? Cross your fingers. A couple of things also tie in with this, and it's mostly around Nintendo New York's plans for events held at that big store this coming week, because Pokemon Day is seen as February 27th. So among the this Pokemon Day sort of events throughout the week, Nintendo's New York is talking about Q&A sessions with Treehouse members. And what could they possibly talk about if, uh, if Generation 8 isn't talked about? It's certainly seeming like the tidal waves are kind of moving about Generation 8. So keep your eye on that one if that ends up happening this week. And then we get people digging into data mines for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, particularly with the Joker DLC character. Now, you may remember in December, there was a 5-channel leak, which 5-channel used to be, I believe, 2-chan, the Japanese text board, and they kind of renamed uh, themselves. But you may remember, if you are tied into the Smash Bros. news and all that, that there was a leak of someone saying, Joker. 
The stage is Mementos. Jack Frost appears on screen with a skill. Marketing of P5R, complete version, and P5U, fighting game. P5R is 2019. P5U is delayed because ARC is busy with the development of a Grand Blue fighting game. So, of course, at the time, uh, Persona 5 fans were just like, Mementos would be the worst possible stage you could select from all of Persona 5. And as a Persona fan, that's something I still agree with. But it was, it was just talk at the time, right? So then there's a Twitter user of Dr. Hypercake, who eventually found code names of DLC characters in Datamind code before Nintendo kind of patched it out, where Pakun was related to Piranha Plant because Pakun Flower is like the Japanese name for Piranha Plant. There's also the codename of Jack and the codename of Brave. So Jack then being Joker, kind of the, the card connection there. And people speculating about Brave, but tied into this possible five-channel leak, if it all turns out true. It's where all the Dragon Quest talk comes about. And when we say that, you know, five minutes of Dragon Quest 11 S definitive edition, all that, uh, that's kind of, you know, setting the Western audience is up for a possible Smash Brothers reveal. It's, that's kind of where all that talk seems to come from, because uh, Brave has a connection of Yusha in Japan, which like ties into Brave. There's a Dragon Quest connection there, so keep that in mind. So recently, Dr. Hypercake is back, and he posts uh, about a data string that he found where it says Jack underscore Menentos. Uh, that's pretty unusual, but he's noting how it's kind of done in the same way where stages are noted. So uh, that might end up being true, but he wasn't done. He points out this the string of a, a .mchp file, where in the string of text, it's regarding Jack. There's Jane1 underscore pony underscore hair system shape 2, making people think... That is there going to be a female version of Joker as one of the different costume palette swaps uh, for for Joker. And that would be crazy because there's no female version of Joker in Persona 5. But what about P5R? P5R is going to be part of this Persona game showcase that's supposed to be showed in March of this year, so in maybe about a month away in Japan. Uh, and people definitely expect P5R to be that complete golden-like version. Uh, very likely, I would imagine, for Switch. You gotta think it would be foolish of Atlas to pass that up. Is a female main character path going to be available, though? It certainly would take a lot of work. You have to kind of rework all of their confidants, their, all the different character interactions. That's a whole lot of localization to rewrite and dialogue to re-record. Uh, could that be done? It would be fantastic. Uh, such an option was not considered for the Persona 4 game, but it was for Persona 3. Was long thought that, oh, Atlas has abandoned the female main character in Persona 3 Portable, and... Then here she shows up in Persona Q2, and it has a lot of fans questioning that. So definitely something to keep an eye on. I would say it's a bigger deal for Persona 5 fans if there is a female Joker, but it would make sense why they haven't showed necessarily gameplay of Joker in Smash yet if they're waiting for that Persona Games event in Japan to uh, you know, reveal that information. And then as a reminder, from that same five-channel leak, that whole Dragon Quest information, Erdrick, the stage is Alephgard, 
Erdrick male and Erdrick female, two colors each of Anluncia, from Dragon Quest X, by the way, and the Dragon Quest XI hero. Slime appears on screen with a skill and achieved through active collaboration on Square's side to the benefit of overseas marketing for the DQ series. So that may all be coming true right before our eyes. We'll have to be patient and see how that shakes out. And finally, to wrap up this crazy jam-packed headline roundup, PlayStation Vita shipments from Japan are stopping very soon. And yes, Vita is, has been like the opposite of life for a while, right? Uh, but the final two PlayStation Vita models are the black and aqua blue versions of the Vita 2000. Uh, they have this notice on the official Japanese PlayStation website that mentioned that shipments are scheduled to end soon. Also important to note that when PlayStation 3 ended its production back in May 2017, that same official Japanese website had that same notice posted two months prior. So, yes, Vita has been technically dead for a while, but we may see active cancellation of shipments uh, very, very soon. Kind of ends the run there. Very quickly, the game and release date announcements, the big ones that happened this week. Dreams finally announced a limited creator early access beta that's coming this spring for PlayStation 4. Be for $30, you get access to all of the development tools that Media Molecule and those who participated in the beta will uh, be able to create. And there will be no limitations on what you can share and promote and all this stuff. So there's still time before, I guess, the big release for Dreams comes out. But the tools will be in the hands of anyone who wants to play and pay for them uh, rather soon this spring. Shovel Knight, both Showdown, the multiplayer sort of game, as well as the King of Cards third expansion has been delayed from April 9th. They say a few more months, and of course that'll be on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Uh, that's unfortunate, but Yacht Club's going to deliver at the end of the day. I have no you know, lack of confidence in them for sure. And then Darkest Dungeon 2 got announced. Darkest Dungeon, the kind of turn-based strategy game that's got that really dark theming to it. Just a, a sequel announced, uh, just a really brief trailer. Uh, release date to be announced, platforms to be announced. Just know that's a thing that will be coming eventually. But let's get to the main topic this week. And I think it's probably the biggest headline that really caught us all off guard, I think, really. And that's Reggie Fisume, the president and COO of Nintendo of America, announcing that he will be retiring from the company on April 15th. And I feel like that's a really important detail, right? So many sensationalized headlines across all these gaming websites. It's like, Reggie is retiring. And it makes it seem like today, effective immediately. And it's like, no, <laughs> still a couple more months, but thanks. Or they played up the Bowser angle because Doug Bowser, that's honestly his real name. He's the true Bowser. Uh, he's their senior vice president of sales and marketing. He will take over uh, Reggie's role uh, at Nintendo of America. And it's, it's shocking, honestly. He's 57 and honestly good for him that he can go out on such great terms. He spend time with his family. There's no drama going on right now with Nintendo. He's taking them to a great place. It seems like the appropriate time to pass the torch, especially when, you know, who knows what's coming next for Switch. Revisions, uh, you know, any sort of future with that. So it's a good time to hand the reins to Bowser there, so to speak, for Doug Bowser. Uh, 
It's important to note, though, that for people our age, Reggie is Nintendo of America. Uh, If you're interested about the history of who has led Nintendo of America, it all started in 1980, where Minoru Arakawa, who is the son-in-law of the legendary Hiroshi Yamauchi, uh, Arakawa established Nintendo of America in 1980 at Yamauchi's request. And apparently... Yamauchi's daughter, who married Arakawa, uh, didn't want uh, her her husband to take this role because she saw what had happened to her father. But Arakawa established this you know, sort of post in 1980. So then in January 2002, Tatsumi Kimishima took over. And he may be wondering, like, that name sounds familiar. And Tatsumi Kimishima is the name of the man who took over as president of Nintendo overall, like over even at NCL when Satoru Iwata passed away. So it's like, oh, he was here heading up, you know, being president of Nintendo of America at this time, starting in 2002, Reggie Fisume took over in May 2006. Uh, it's important to know because you're like, well, wait, I remember E3 2004 and Reggie made the, his big sort of debut in a way as as the the symbol, the reginator that we all remember him being. Well, this is because he joined the company in December 2003 as executive vice president of sales and marketing. So in a way, Reggie was in the same position that Doug Bowser was in just now. So it kind of makes sense that it carries over that way as far as the the president of Nintendo of America role. And Reggie's history before Nintendo is certainly interesting. Uh, He was born on March 25th, 1961 in the Bronx in New York City to Haitian parents, uh, which is something that never occurred to me, but uh, certainly uh, a remarkable, their story, like Reggie's grandparents, the parents' parents had some sort of ties to political tumult in Haiti and had to leave because of those political differences. So uh, just a, a remarkable Remarkable story there. So Reggie attended Cornell University for applied economics. Uh, he's had certainly several positions as head of marketing or, you know, the, the top marketing spot at different companies, uh, including Pizza Hut, where he helped launch the Bigfoot Pizza and the Big New Yorker, which I certainly remember, you know, TV back in the day, maybe Kids WB is like, oh, the Big New Yorker on, on Pizza Hut. So it's interesting to see that connection there. He was also head of marketing at Guinness Imports for a time for the, all the that Guinness beer. And before Nintendo, he was at VH1, where he shifted the channel's focus to younger viewers, and he helped organize concert events to help raise $35 million for September 11th disaster relief. So he's been at all these places, and he, then he comes to Nintendo at the end of 2003. And of course, we remember him on stage at E3 2004, and and that's a a big moment. But I kind of wanted to talk about what I think are the best Reggie moments, or at least my favorite Reggie moments. So top five here, and I kind of group them in overall categories because certain ones have like multiple layers. But let's start at number five. It's the Nintendo Direct debut. Hi, I'm Reggie from Nintendo of America, and this marks a new endeavor for Nintendo. Direct video news feeds designed just for you. For this first installment, we've got some important news if you're an owner of Nintendo 3DS or just thinking of becoming one. 
And really, if you're neither one yet, what's wrong with you? When Nintendo Direct, a foundation that we now know begins, and within 30 seconds, Reggie is saying, and if you aren't interested in the 3DS, what's wrong with you? I mean, that's the kind of classic bold talk from what we knew as the Reginator. So that's a special moment, especially considering how far Nintendo Directs have come now, for sure. Number four for me personally is the Smash Brothers Smack Talk. I play all of the Nintendo games. I suck at Smash. <laughs> but, but, I, my opportunity is coming with Smash on 3DS. Because now okay. I'm going to play it on the go. I'm going to be able to come back up next time and kick your ass. <laughs> and, and Reggie, for being the president of Nintendo, you suck at Smash Bros. Oh. Whoa. Look. Oh. Gracious look, in victory, look, look. Reggie. So gracious. So, so, so I spend 16 hours a day running a company. John. You spend 16 hours a day playing Smash. Oh. So. <laughs> oh. All right. To say at that E3 tournament for Smash Bros. Wii U to Hungrybox who asked for a friendly, and he says, you need to come back and kick your ass. I mean, that's, that's Reggie for you. And the next year, when he gets smoked as Ryu, and then, you know, Hungrybox is talking a little smack, and he says, well, I, I spend 16 hours running a company. You spend 16 hours a day playing Smash. I mean, classic, classic stuff from, uh, from Reggie for sure. Number three, let's go E3 on stage. My name is Reggie. I'm about kicking ass. I'm about taking names. And we're about making games. Uh, what we call a body check on somebody. So today, I think we'll do it with Reggie. Hi. My, body, ready, Reggie? my body is ready. I'm hungry now. Use cameo, Reggie. <laughs> Oh, I'm You're coming scary. to I'm... eat you. Certainly a few key moments here. The first one is that classic E3 2004. And remember, uh, you may not know, but Nintendo was in a really kind of weak place. 2003 was one of their weaker E3 press conferences. It was kind of a, a strange transition point uh, for the life cycle of the GameCube. But 2004, so when Reggie steps on stage and introduces himself in such a bold way, it's legendary. He introduces Nintendo DS to that crowd. And how does that conference end? The Twilight Princess reveal. The one more thing. And Shigeru Miyamoto with, with the sword. Uh, it's it's a, a legendary conference for sure. But he's had other great moments on stage, as you've seen. I mean, my body is ready. Uh, everyone references that, but it's like, do you really remember what that's from? It's demoing We Fit and competing against Shigeru Miyamoto. I mean, my body is ready. And then something silly, even like uh, demoing Zombie U with Ubisoft and the Wii U, and I like French food, and with their little zombie uh, sort of image layover. I mean, just great moments from Reggie on stage. But better than that, I think, are the E3 skits. Come on, Reggie, give us Mother 3! How about this instead? Nintendo 64! My puppet body is ready!
two certainly come to mind. Uh, Robot Chicken and all that. I mean, the the fan talking about Mother 3 and he, he burns them alive. Uh, but there's also the Star Fox Muppets. That was certainly an odd way to begin uh, that E3 press conference for sure. But the partnership with Jim Henson Studios to have those three pillars of Nintendo change into Star Fox characters. I mean, just classic stuff you're never going to forget. For me personally, though, it doesn't get any better than the Mega 64 collaborations. Uh, can, can we show the new Smash Brothers at uh, Best Buy or something? To allow people to play Smash Brothers at Best Buy nationwide during E3 would be a huge undertaking. Yeah, we can do it at Best Buy, absolutely. What will they be showing? Uh, it, it doesn't say, but... Uh-oh. I am a new peripheral here, made by Mr. Miyamoto. Forget about it. I'm just going home. We're going to bring back the Nintendo World Championships. It'll be the first time we've done it in 25 years, and I'm going to compete. Reggie, you can't be in the tournament. You're Reggie. You work for Nintendo. Not anymore. Great. I mean, come on, Reggie Fizemek, and all the great moments of you know the laser eyes or in Reggie's office, and then the World Championships where Reggie is training with all the classic Nintendo games and the Virtual Boy, and apparently ad libbing according to Mega sixty four. The these games are great. I mean that that's the passion right there. Like that's Nintendo understanding how to get their word out there to invite creators like mega 64 to the Nintendo of America offices, which like you're basically not allowed to record in without special permission. So that's just, just legendary stuff right there. So Reggie has done a whole lot for Nintendo. I mean, seeing over the launch of DS of Wii, you know, say what you will of Wii U, but also of switch in the American region. And like, that's remarkable. So I think Doug Bowser has the company in good hands now. Like he's been around for several years. I mean, even being aware enough to have his first tweet, you know, thank thank you for welcoming me to the company. And then Mario and Luigi are stuffed animals tied up with a GameCube cord back there. Like he's, he's well aware of what's going on. He often in these press releases, for different Nintendo games has quotes alongside Reggie. And so now it'll just be Doug Bowser's role there. Uh, I think he'll do a great job. I wish the best for him, but honestly, thank you, Reggie Fisame for everything. Because for those of us who have, you know, spent you know some time following game news, I mean, for me, like I really focused in about 2006, 2007. And like, that's the start of his tenure. That's about 15 years, uh, and that's that's really what a lot of us know about Nintendo of America. Uh, but he has left the company in great hands. He's less, left it at the right time. There's a strategy here. So uh, congrats to Doug Bowser on the promotion. I think he'll do great. But Reggie, thank you. You're an icon. You're a legend, and we'll miss you. I hope you spend all the time with your family, but if you want to come back to games... 
or any other field, I can't wait to see what you do. Ooh, so after all of that, I'm sorry. That's what I have to say. When we come back, we will get to the callers. You can talk about uh, your thoughts of Reggie Fisame and your favorite moments. All of those headlines. I mean, my gosh, rumors and speculation about the future of games and software galore. You can talk about the games you're playing recently. Anything is really on the table. That's when we come back here on the Power Switch. Welcome back to the Power Switch. Thank you for sticking around this long if you have. Uh, the more I built out this outline throughout the week, just like, oh man, we have a lot to talk about. And Reggie, like that was just uh, an earth-shattering headline on Thursday. Looking forward to talking to you about it. Joining us from Texas, Jesse, welcome back to the Power Switch. How are you? My name is Jesse. I don't got a whole bit to go with that, but uh, I'm good. I'm good. And I have a lot of feelings about this Reggie news, and I was hoping to talk about him today. Absolutely. Your voice is ready to be on the power switch. Uh, just, yeah, give me give me your thoughts. I want to hear what you think about Reggie Fisame retiring in a couple months from Nintendo. So I'm 24, going on 25. And for me, I started paying attention to like gaming news around the time Reggie became a big part of Nintendo's publicity. So for me... Between the DS and the Wii lines both coming to an end and Iwata passing away and Reggie now stepping down, this is kind of the end of that era for me. Like all these brands that were the key focus when I was paying attention, when I first started paying attention, are no longer, they're mostly done. They're in the past. 3DS will keep going for a while and it's got some good ports coming to it. But for the most part, it's all about this new brand, the Switch. Everything's changed. Like Nintendo Directs haven't even felt the same since Iwata stopped doing them. Yeah, yeah. They had a lot more sketches back in the day, and we don't have that anymore. It's more just straight up news. And I guess in some cases that's a good thing. But I don't know. I, in hindsight, I miss that touch of personality. Yeah, and I think Koizumi does a fine job uh, for these these recent ones. But like he's a, a kind of high level designer. Like he's not necessarily like you know, president or anything like that. It's not like we're hearing uh, from Furukawa, who's now the head over at NCL. Uh, we're not like hearing from him. I don't think we'll be hearing necessarily from Doug Bowser. I mean, maybe during E3, he'll have something to say to kind of introduce himself. I would imagine that'd be the first time we'll hear from him. But I don't know. I mean, going forward, you're right. I, directs have certainly been momentous as far as online attention. But as far as the soul and you know the quirkiness of nintendo it's yeah you're right it's not necessarily the same we've lost the memes we need we need to bring back the memes the banana holding we miss the banana <laughs> we miss the banana holding or the directly to you yeah <laughs> it's weird feeling so attached to someone at such a high level just stepping down because i don't know if it were like someone from a different video game company i don't think i'd care that much but with reggie he's just He's been in our faces, and he's been such a good presenter. It feels like someone you know. And with this retiring, it's like we're not going to see him a whole lot anymore. Maybe we'll see him for like an interview from someone. But he's just, it's not going to be the same. It's, this is the goodbye. 
Yeah, I hope he takes the time he needs, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me. And some people, when they retire, especially at a early age, like 57 comparatively, instead of like 65, uh, they may miss the the sort of workaholic sort of spirit uh, in the United States, right? So it uh, would not shock me to see him come back and be like, hey, Google, hey, Amazon, you're trying to start things up. I mean, maybe I can help. I, I mean, I have no idea. That's just, you know, speculation. But uh, I was listening to Kind of Funny's take on it, and they had a really interesting point where uh, you look at people like Phil Spencer and Sean Layden, and they would not have anywhere near the personality and like the forthcomingness and the public onstage persona if Reggie weren't there first. Like Reggie kind of set the mold for how we want those main onstage video game executives to act. And we'll look at PlayStation and, you know, Jim Ryan is taking over for John Codera uh, on April 1st. And technically he's the head of the PlayStation brand. I mean, John, uh, Jim Ryan's been on stage at, uh, at Europe events, but I still think here in the States at E3, like we'll still see Sean Layden. He's the face that we expect, at least here in the States. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, he, you know, it's funny looking back. Cause I remember back in the day, I remember there were some people who actually weren't big fans of Reggie. Mm. And like it's kind of like when we look back at the Wind Waker and how back in the day, there were a lot of people who weren't a big fan of Wind Waker. And nowadays, that just seems crazy. Right. But times changed, and he's really won over our hearts. And I'm going to miss him. I'm sure that if he, whatever, if he decides to do anything next, I'm sure whatever he does is going to be a great success at it. He's just got that star power. Absolutely. He's he's amazing. And uh, he's done great things for Nintendo too. put that bravado uh, on the face of what is a Japanese company and all that goes along with it. Uh, it's certainly remarkable. Do you have a favorite Reggie moment for like a Reggie and a Wada moment? I remember the Smash 4 trailer for the Mii Fighters where you yes. have Reggie and a Wada doing this anime-esque mm-hmm. combat. So good. So good. That was like the spirit of E3 back in that day. I also think about just simple things like Iwata and Reggie talking over Wii U face chat. <laughs> Which is my only memory of that function, mind you. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. It wasn't used a whole lot. But that was real sweet. Speaking of sweet, the uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf tour. Oh, gosh, yes. Yes, that's it's, it's kind of like a real Mr. Reggie's neighborhood type deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's, you know, here's a TV that looks like an apple or people bringing back the, well, I'm going to go play Animal Crossing on my Nintendo 3DS. Like, it's been really touching to see those different things brought up and remembered. Yeah, I think I saw someone do an edit where it with us. All right, that's all the time I have. I'm going to go spend time with my loved ones and my family. Mm. Uh, it's, and I don't want to, like, eulogize him or anything like that. But, you no, know, it's... This isn't, like, morning this is just memories and saying goodbye thanking a great man for all these done for 15 years for nintendo of america i mean it'll be you know some taking and getting used to a you know new regime there with, with doug bowser and you know not the the koopa <laughs> overlord sort of sense there but uh, reggie's done done great things launched great products and made great memories and you know certain times when like reggie's made like sort of like powerful speeches or like kind of heartfelt moments about gaming. I mean, there's that one, I think it was, was it E3 2018 here? Like where you just opened and talked about like where games can take you with Nintendo switch. I mean, things like that, man, just, 
if you have not yet, I just listener out there, go watch the video that Nintendo made about this with Reggie saying goodbye in his words. Uh, that's, that's powerful stuff right there. He really cared. He is a Nintendo fan through and through when it comes down to it. Uh, he was an exceptional leader and, uh, we're really going to miss him in that role. How many other people in that position would actually just do a public goodbye like that? That's That really speaks to what kind of public persona that these Nintendo employees have. Sure, sure. I think it also speaks to the great terms he's leaving on. Because mm-hmm. uh, if it were leaving in shame or out of you know company losses, there's, there's no way. It'd just be a very barren press release and that'd be it. And Forget it, on to the next one. I mean, Don Matrick. Don Matrick never got the goodbye rollout that Reggie fils is getting. Maybe he just found out that Metroid Prime isn't coming out soon, and he thought, I'm just quitting now. Yeah, you know, I, I want to be at home with my wife and kids to play and experience Metroid Prime 4 with them together. I want to, you know, any development secrets, I want to keep that all a secret. <laughs> That's uh, one way of looking at it. That's a good idea. <laughs> I have one last idea for what he should go out on. Mm-mm. So we have time for like one more Nintendo Direct with Reggie, right? So what you got? What, what we do is we have him go out as the Reginator. There's one thing that can't happen while he's at Nintendo of America. So he's going to be the Reginator all the way to the end. He's going to lower himself into the steel refinery, give the thumbs up. <laughs> and that's going to be when we announce Mother 3. Oh, man. One more act from Reggie. <laughs> uh, that'd be something. That'd be nah. I, that'd be so good. Uh, just but Reggie's done great things on behalf of you, on behalf of me, on behalf of everyone listening, who's had him touch a big part of our life. Uh, thank you so very much. Absolutely. Just last thing I want to say. Just an open thank you. I doubt he's ever going to hear me or anything, but just Reggie. Thank you for giving so much and putting on such a fantastic performance for your entire tenure at Nintendo. I grew up listening to you, and it's just not going to be the same without you. Best of luck to whatever you do next. Well put. So very well put. Well, Jesse, thanks so much for calling in. Uh, Really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This is something I really wanted to talk about. Well, thanks so much for calling in. I mean, Reggie means a lot to so many of us and uh, important to kind of remember the greatest moments there and thank him uh, for for this episode. That's really important. Still got a couple more months to go uh, and then we'll we'll see what Nintendo America does going forward. But let's look at the games that are coming out this week. Trials Rising is out on Tuesday, February 26th on PS4, Xbox One, Switch and PC. Near Automata, Game of the Yorha Edition, out on Tuesday, February 26th on PS4 and PC. Stellaris, Console Edition, out on Tuesday, February 26th on PS4 and Xbox One. Tekken 7 has their Negan and Julia DLC, out on Thursday, February 28th on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Deltarune, Chapter 1, comes from PC over to PS4 and Switch on Thursday, February 28th. Xbox One hasn't been announced yet. Go figure on that one. Dead or Alive 6 on Friday, March 1st on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. After years, 
Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove on Friday, March 1st on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And Treasure Stack tries to take the competitive puzzler success that Tetris 99 did, apply it to their own puzzle game, Treasure Stack, on Friday, March 1st on Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And that'll do it for this episode of The Power Switch. We are hosted by RhymesWithAsia.com, and we're on YouTube and Twitch at RhymesWithAsia. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Power Switch. I'm at Pete Speakeasy. You can email us any questions, concerns, comments, or opportunities at powerswitchpod at gmail.com. You can also subscribe to the Power Switch on podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you could be so kind as to leave a review, that would really help as well. But most importantly, to participate in future episodes, you should join our community on Discord by visiting rhymeswithasia.com slash call. It's a small but growing community, so now is the perfect time to have your voice heard on this podcast. If you want a YouTube video to watch, something I found within the last few weeks, and I've just really enjoyed watching these kind of compilations, uh, this YouTube channel, Viction, V-I-C-T-I-O-N, Viction puts out different Twitch-themed uh, sort of compilations, but the one I get the most joy out of is his Perfect Timing Moments compilation. So uh, this this one in his compilation list, number 50, is like a kind of best of for all the ones he had done so far. So Viction's best 50 Twitch perfect timing moments all time, number 50. Uh, good one to kind of start out there and watch just weird things that happen on Twitch when you're live and different sounds can be chimed in by users or things happen in game where it's just like odd how that eerily syncs up in the perfect timing. So check that out. Well, we made it through the bomb cyclone, everyone. Great job. <laughs> Jesse was saying in the chat on Discord there before that it's like, it sounds like a pizza name. And you know, with Reggie, that seems fitting. I I'm sure if he was there at Pizza Hut longer, he would introduce the bomb cyclone. Uh, but glad to be here with you all. Glad to have the show back. Uh, let's talk Kingdom Hearts 3 spoiler cast soon and see when's the best time to make that. Hope you keep playing great games, certainly. But most importantly, stay tuned to this Discord channel as everything develops. And regardless, whether it's live or on your own time, I look forward to you joining us for our next episode. With that, I'm Peter Spezia. Until next time, switch up, call in, game on. Game on.